This is our text verse. But thou, Bethlehem, Euphrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth. Thank God I'm glad he did. Unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been told, have been from old, from everlasting. I'm preaching uh, on these days on I know a man from Bethlehem. And uh, last week we talked about Benjamin. Benjamin, of course, is one of the sons of Jacob and his youngest son, the son of Rachel. And we looked at how that Benjamin was born there in Bethlehem and how that his life spoke of Christ in that he carried our sorrows. We looked last week at Benjamin with that cup in the sack, how that cup spoke of how that Christ would bear our sorrows. I want us to turn to the book of Ruth, chapter number two this morning. I want to introduce you to another man from Bethlehem. And uh, just like uh, just like Benjamin spoke of Christ, so also this man shall speak of Christ. And the Bible says in chapter number two of Ruth in verse one, and Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man of wealth of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. She went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hap was to light on the part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? The servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. She said, I pray you let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from morning until now, and that she tarried a little in the house. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, Hearest thou, hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap. And go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? When thou art athirst, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Let's pray together. Father, we ask, Lord, in Jesus' name that you'd help us today to present this wonderful truth. God, I pray that the Holy Spirit of God would do a work amongst your congregation. Lord, without you, we're nothing. God, we've got to have the touch of the Spirit on our preaching. And I pray today, Lord, that you'd give us just that. 
Help us now as only you can, and we'll thank you for all that's accomplished in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And you can be seated. I wish you didn't stand up, so you're already seated. You can be standing. You can be seated. I don't know why that came out. I'll tell you what. Ain't no telling what I'm about to preach on. The story of the redemption of Ruth. What a great story. This is one of the most touching and compelling stories of redemption that you'll find anywhere in the Bible. Really, the book of Ruth is an appendix to the book of Judges. Judges, and of course, if you're a Bible student, you know that in the days that the judges ruled, every one did that which was right in his own eyes, and it brought a religious apostasy and a moral decay. If you'll read the last five chapters of the book of Judges, you'll find the indictment and the terrible situation that the people were in during these days. Can I say to you that when man does what he wants to do, it never works out well. We pick up the book of Ruth in chapter 1 and there's a famine in the land and uh, it chronicles the story of a man by the name of Elimelech who leaves Bethlehem and goes down uh, to uh, Moab in order to look for a, a reprieve from this famine. And I say to you that any time that a nation falls into religious apostasy and moral degradation. The end story of that is that there's always a famine. A famine comes in the land. But in the midst of all of these problems and in the midst of all of this apostasy and in the midst of the degradation, there's this beautiful story of redemption from a man from Bethlehem. Amen. I'm glad God's always got a plan. We see that this book divides, really the book of Ruth divides into three parts and it's primarily what we'll deal with today. We see in the first part of the book uh, what she sought, how that she was sought, and then we'll see in the book how she was taught. And then we'll see how she was bought. Amen. Can I stop and say that Boaz is one of the most beautiful pictures of Christ anywhere in the Old Testament. And I say thank God for our spiritual Boaz, the Lord Jesus Christ, the man from Bethlehem who came with a redemption plan for all of mankind. I think of Ruth. Ruth is a Moabite girl. You could probably not imagine anyone any more impossibly lost than Ruth. As a Moabitess, there was a curse on the Moabitess people. Moses had said in the law that they could not enter the congregation for some ten generations. They were outcast people. The Bible said that Moab was God's washpot. There she was, pagan by religion, Gentile by nature, helplessly and hopelessly lost. Nobody could have been any more lost than Ruth born in such a terrible land. But as we'll see in our story today, 
she meets a man from Bethlehem. I'm glad, thank God, that nobody's too far down or too far gone or in too hopeless of a condition. I'm glad that God has extended his hand of redeeming grace to every nation, every fallen people, no matter how bad you've been. Aren't you glad that one day God extended that hand of grace in your direction? I got to thinking about the steps, Brother Neil, that led Ruth to Boaz. There's five steps that I see. I I just want to give them to you by way of introduction. I'll not preach long. There was a famine. I want you to think about this, and this really, really blesses my heart. There was a famine in Bethlehem, but Ruth is hundreds of miles away in Moab, Moab, a a small girl. She don't know anything about the famine in Bethlehem. She could care less. What what does that famine in Bethlehem have anything to do with her? It's hundreds of miles away. It's no concern to her. She's living her life in Moab in her little pagan house, serving her little pagan gods. Miles away in Bethlehem is a famine but it seems to be unrelated to her. (laughs) But God, God is at work before Ruth even realizes that God is already at work in her life. I want you to think about the sovereignty of God. How many of you realize today that but for God's sovereign grace, you wouldn't be here this morning. You're sitting here today because God worked out circumstances and situations and did certain things and caused certain things to happen long before you even realized that there was a God or what he was doing. God was already working it out and we ought to everyone stop and say, hallelujah, I'm glad God worked things out. I could be where I'm at today. There was a famine in the land. She knew nothing of it. She's just down there in in Moab, but God is already working it out. Then not only is there a famine, but there's a family that shows up. One day, here comes Elimelech. Now, Elimelech should have never have left Bethlehem. His name means my God is king. He brings his family down to Moab. Just a little family of backslidden believers. But for Ruth, it was a ray of light into her life. No doubt as she began to befriend this family and then would later marry one of the children. No doubt she heard of the God, Jehovah God. And this family introduced her to this idea that there was a God out there that cared for her and loved her. How many of us are here today because God put somebody in our lives Maybe a family member, maybe a co-worker, maybe an acquaintance, but somebody somewhere at some point, just like somebody told Ruth about God, God put somebody in your life one day that made a difference. And so there was this family. And all of a sudden this family shows up, this little family of backslidden believers. And they're talking about this God of heaven, this God of Abraham, this God of Jacob. And boy, Ruth says, let me know more. I know she's interested because later on she tells 
fire that showed up. But then you think about there was a funeral. A funeral. And as time went on, her husband died. There's rats in the ceiling or something. Am I doing that? We'll put it over here where it's usually at. I guess it's pocket. We've got major issues. We'll do this. We'll do this. There started to be a few. And the funerals were of the children. Her husband Oh! 
gets up one day and she puts on her work clothes and she tells her mama, she says, okay, I, I'll, go, I'll be back. I'm going to go out here and see what I can pick up. And I'm seeing her and she walks out the road and she's probably thinking, boy, have I messed up? in the field. They said some Moabitish girl uh, and, and it was love at first sight and the Bible says uh, that he gave her an armor, an armor of grain. Now, you say, well, uh, exactly how much is a, how much is an omer? Well, actually it was 10 omers, an epith, an epith of barley, an epith, an epith was 10 omers. Isn't that wonderful? You say, I don't know if it is or not. I don't know how much an armor is. His lot was as much as one man could be expected to work out the whole day. Here's my boy. I'm not about to go. Here's my boy. She comes driving out home. Walks in that old car, touches that. Lays that down in front of the nail. And the nail says, where did all this come from? Yeah. And she said, you ain't going to lose this. But the day <coughs> I'm never going to make it. I'm going to And he gave me all this. His name's Boaz. Boy, I can see the glimmer of a sharp gun in on his eyes. She says, Boaz! He's in the give you three little simple thoughts right here. Number one, look at what Ruth sought. Ruth is sought. The fact that Boaz was a near kinsman speaks of the length that Christ would be willing to go to to redeem the world. Did you know that the Son of God made Himself like us? That we could be like Him. Let me say it to you another way. The Son of God made Himself a Son of Man that man might be made a Son of God. God made Himself a little lower than the angels that He might redeem mankind. He became our kinsman. Naomi said, I have wonderful news. Boaz, that man that you've met, that strange man, 
of great wealth. He has been, he's been looking for you and longing for you. That's interesting to note that when you look at Ruth 2, Ruth chapter number 2, one of the most striking things about it is the length that Boaz goes in seeking
Thank God for the man from Bethlehem. I pray this morning if there be one that's like that Moabitess girl, hopelessly and helplessly lost, that today might be the day that they come and accept your payment. God, if there's saved people around building, Lord, and you've just been snuggling them up, Maybe they just need to come and get another snuggle from you this morning and get up close to where you're at. Whatever the needs might be. Lord, I can't meet needs, but you can. Lord, there's a couple people that I've been preaching to this morning. Don't believe they're saved. Boy, it sure would be a shame if I believe out of this place. slip out in your pew this morning and say preacher that's me today I want to come meet the Lord I want to have the greatest day of my life today I want to have the greatest experience that I've ever had I'm coming today and I'm going to put my faith in him would there be one preacher I'm going to come right now I'm going to come right now there might be some of you this morning say preacher I'm saved and I'm bought. So I'm so, so thankful for them nights. I've been able to snuggle up next to him. He's helped me through hardships, problems. There might be problems you're facing right now. You say, preacher, I want to come. I just need to get at his feet. I just need to be around where he's at. That man from Bethlehem. He preacher, I want to come. He's coming. How about others? Preacher, I want to come. So be his feet. So be his feet. These others are coming. God, God help. God help. These others are coming. 
Man that redeemed me from the curse of the law. 